Dead Bodies is not for the squeamish and is intended for mature audiences. Okay, what do we need to talk about first? The wedding or the tracksuit? Oh, the tracksuit. <laughs> the tracksuit. I was going to go the wedding. The tracksuit is irrelevant in terms of the wedding's what it's all about. Start at the wedding. We okay. just Hang on. No, do it real quick. I just, just for a second, can you guys just admire my new tracksuit? <laughs> okay, yeah. It's really great. I would call a, it a, what colour is it? It's beige. It's velour. beige. It's beige velour. And I am a full kit wanker. It's a full kit. It's yeah. the top and the bottom. It's and new sneakers as well. Yep. And it's all you new. You look great. You look fabulous. Thank you. I feel so yeah. snug and warm. It's a little bit too warm, You're if anything. You're such a saucy minx, aren't you? <laughs> I'm you a cool mum. If you guys want cool beer, mom. just let me know. Oh, you actually look to... like a cool mom in that outfit. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Suit for the track. I'm off. Wedding. Wedding. Oh, Wedding. my God. That was oh. the most oh. beautiful wedding. And I've oh. been to a few in my life. Oh. That was the most beautiful wedding I have ever been to. Thank you. Everything about it was perfection. Thank you. It was Mm. truly the happiest day of my life. I can definitely say that. I felt a lot of love Mm. and I felt, especially for people, I don't know, who are listening to this around the world and are still in lockdown, to stand uh, at our reception in front of 200 and almost 20 people, Mm. it was... It felt out of this world. Yeah. Yeah, it felt really weird to have everyone you love under the same roof. And yeah. you did it really well. You got all the, the stuff, all the shit. I got all the, the shit out early. of the way. Yeah. Cake was cut. Yep. Speeches were done. Yep. Tears were shared. Yes. Uh, and then, you know, it was like eat, drink, be merry, lovely, dinner, yep. indulge, great food, everything. Oh, thank you, yes. I was hugging and kissing everyone. Yes. Papa Vella. Oh, got my dad. hugs from me. Yes. <laughs> Mama Vella. Yes. Ki- hugs, kisses. Uh, sister oh, Vella. Yeah, all the Vellas. All the Vellas. Uh, yes. Random friends, the boys, all the lads. Were people harassing you there? No. Okay. I, Pe- I did people come up to you, though, and say you're bit. DJ? Oh, no. Bit. I knew no, but I loved it. it. It was great. And there was a Slight accent with it, and I thought this is perfection. I can, you know, do 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 do. I loved it. Oh, can I tell you my favourite moment? Apart from yes. when you walked in, and I'd forgotten that moment. It was captured in in. Yes, in a photo I know you, it's the best photo of all time. Where we see each other for the first time, we both scream screaming. I loved that. Yes, I loved everything. I loved when you your dress was just so. Elegant, thank you, and sexy and beautiful. And then you disappeared at one point, and you came back in a white pantsuit. I did. It was like, oh, my, I'm dying already. Yeah, now I'm dying more. I needed to get the dress off because, as we all know, I'm I'm not a dress person. Dresses make me feel uncomfortable. Oh, I can't okay. do dresses. That was probably the first and last time you will ever see me in like a full dress that is white. I was impressed in, with your commitment to the heels, though. I committed. You really did. Yeah, I, I that stayed. Was good work. Yeah, thank you. Because you feet were, were really dancing still, a lot. So thank you. Were they? I wondered. Yeah, they were hurting. Yeah, yeah but I was like, Shano, you can't be a shit bitch. It's your wedding. You have to yeah, keep them on. Them on. Suck it yeah, up. Keep them yeah. on with the suit. Like, yeah. that was the most impressive part. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the like, shoes my stayed. feet were getting sore. At yeah, that mine stage. were sore. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then my other favourite moment was Nicholas, who oh. I had never met in the flesh. I know. He is the most handsome man he's like drop dead gorgeous like ridiculous he's so emotional (laughs) he's so big and emotional though yes and i love how he is with you there's this slight little 
protective thing, but not like he doesn't yeah. need to protect you. He's, no, he's. I think no pride. He's so proud of you. Oh, yeah. Um, but then he did this dance. He got up and he I started, know. and I'm assuming it's a, some sort of a Greek tradition. It I didn't a, know what it was. It was a culture festival at <laughs> yeah. my wedding, I feel. So, yeah, he got up and he – so there is a traditional dance that's done at weddings. And I'll tell you a bit of a backstory to this. So they drink on the dance floor. The men kind yeah. of drink on the dance floor. And it's a dance that's used to be done in ancient times to send men off to war. So it's really emotional. It's really passionate. And you're kind of celebrating that person as they're dancing. And people don't realise how Greek Nico is, but he goes full flight. Like, (laughs) oh yeah. as soon as the music comes on, and I've seen it happen at weddings when we're just sitting there and then that music comes on and his brain like... It's like a switch. Yeah, yeah. It's like something goes off and he's like... Oh yeah, that's right. I'm Greek, and I'm going to go be really Greek right well, now. Well, he was. He was almost yeah. in a sort of a trance, and the yeah. arms were out like Zorba the Greek yeah, style, yeah. and the feet were ding, and there were little kicks, and yeah. there was stuff, and it was done. To and the everyone's music. kneeling and, he and was clapping. Mouthing the words, and he, I thought, I don't know what this is, but I like. He it. knows all the words to every song, and where we had our wedding, they don't allow drinking on the dance floor. So while they dance, it's kind of like a last drinks thing you know last drinks going off to war kind of dance so they put shots of whiskey on the dance floor and the men dance around them and then they drink them and then they keep dancing kind of thing and I said to the venue oh yeah we're gonna need to have a bottle of Johnny Walker Blue for this dancing and they were like oh no no drinks on the dance floor and I was like (laughs) good luck with that I was like okay let me break this this down for you this is going to have to happen whether you like it or not like I need one bottle you can pour it yourself but it needs to happen but it was really lovely as well to see people getting around it that didn't know what it was like people were genuinely really curious and I had a lot of friends say to me the next day I need to know what this dance was about and Nico was just there with his bloody suit jacket off and his vest and clicking and dancing (laughs) and going down to the floor and drinking shots off the ground and all sorts of things so Yeah, he's was, pulling up vision. I'm think, pulling up the video. Yeah, yeah pull up the video. Well, I'm sure we can't put it onto. Um, we can, no, but I taped it because I we just, can put it on our socials. Mm-hmm. I was just amazed by him. Oh, why is there no sound? Oh my god! I and just it's love really him. Stirring music, isn't mm. it? Isn't it? It's very passionate. I know. It's just so lovely. Yeah, it was was beautiful. And I felt like there was a lot of love in the room. So, And you mentioned it before. I I don't know how much people want to hear about my fucking wedding, but you're hearing about it. Um, (laughs) I wanted to get all the shit out of the way. Like I was like, I said to when they were like, oh, so we'll we'll do the entree and then we'll have some speeches and then we'll do the main and we'll have more speeches. And I was like, no, no, we're not doing that. I was like, we're getting the shit out of the way. We're walking in, we're cutting the cake. Then we're going into speeches right on entree. Everyone gets five minutes and that's it. And then we're out and then we're socialising. No one has seen anyone Mm -hmm. for 12 months and I want people to have a great time and do whatever the hell they want. Yeah. So I just don't like the 
sit down, stand up. Now the lights are on. Now the lights are off. Now you have to do this. Yeah, now you no, hate no, telling no, people no, what to rehearsed. do. Yeah. yeah. God, you could have a conversation with people. It wasn't going to be interrupted by, you know. Yes. Oh, now we're doing this. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. seating placements for 220 people, that is a wild ride. Is it? Oh, I was yeah. very happy. Yes. I never stay in my seat anyway. I know, but like you really have to look at each table and go, who's going to talk? What are they going to, what would they talk about? And what would they do? Like I <laughs> really thought there, about was it. Was there any thought put into, oh, we'll put them over there and they they won't worry that they're in the far corner. Yes, you, there's so much of that because you don't want someone to be like, oh, I'm right near the toilets. Why am I here? But if you're you know? right near the toilets but you're seated with someone pretty good. It's all right. Mm. You're okay. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. No, it was truly the the greatest day of my life mm. and I was really happy that Nico when I walked into the church was crying because I had told him you better be crying when I walk in like I need that but there's, he's so emotional there's a beautiful shot of Nico um yeah crying crying as you're walking in. It's, yeah it's stunning yeah and um everything just was everything was great and now when we argue I get to say I'm your wife yeah. 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 Gives it more yeah. Play it does. Yeah. It really yeah. does. When you say, I'm your wife and that's why you're going to do this, it really sounds powerful. Yeah. It's a strong card. It's a strong yeah. card. Yeah. Divine. Um, yeah, he was Divine. great. He just needed to get through his speech. He was very nervous about his speech because of his dad. Yes. So he was like, which I'm, I'm sure I've said many times on this podcast, his dad passed away. Yeah. Um, so he was like, I just need to get through this speech. I just need to get through I know. that. And I then, know. Yeah. And you were rubbing his back. I don't even know if you realised you were doing I don't it. I know if I did. And you didn't do it up to a certain point and then you started to just – in the in the most subtle way, you were just rubbing his back, oh, and I could see you sort of mouthing, "It's all right, it's all right." You, oh, I don't, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was killing me. It's killing me now. Oh no! And do you also remember? Because um, you know how I cry all the time. Yeah. There was, I'm like, you were saying hello to everyone, and there was family, and I thought, oh, I'll just hang back a little bit, and then you came towards me on the dance floor. I came towards you, and I wanted to get a photo, and you just yelled at me. You said, <laughs> "Don't cry," because <laughs> I could see you. You like had a quivering lip, yes. and I was like. I'd said hello to family and then I saw Dee and I was like, shit, get in my life. Like, I don't care what auntie's waiting. Just get Dee in my get life. In and then you were holding your phone and you were tearing up yeah. while filming me. And I was, I was like, I stop cried a lot. crying. I cried a lot. I cried through the speeches. I cried yeah. all through it. I loved it. I yeah. love crying. All right. Okay. okay. Anything else we need to discuss? Well, we can do it at the end. Let's get yeah, into it because that's, that's not what the people lot of paid wet, for. The they, people paid for um, nothing. Uh, dead bodies. They paid no, for I nothing. No, they didn't. <laughs> yeah, true. They didn't pay, <laughs> they didn't pay shit. <laughs> they paid for nothing. <laughs> and as a result, you've had 10 minutes of wedding chat. Correct. <laughs> Sorry, but. That. You can go first. Yes. Oh, and can I actually just say quickly you on wedding chat? I had so many of our listeners reach out to me. They oh. sent me Twitter messages, Instagram messages just got in contact to say congrats and I know we put a photo up and there were so many lovely comments under there it did it went bonkers and I read them all and it really warmed my heart so thank you to everyone that sent me a message or left a comment it was incredible thank you so much we went on the journey of my wedding together let's be honest Am well, I we did. Yeah, why not? Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. I'm reading off my phone. Is that annoying? I'm going to do it. No, it's fine. What if I I'm say I'm tempted to text you during it, though. No, don't. <laughs> don't text wow. me during. That little drop-down box. It's always when you're showing someone something on your phone, you know, and something embarrassing right? drops down at the mm. top. It's like, flick, flick. How quickly it's can you true. flick it off? That's why I never, when I'm doing a live cross, I'll never read off my phone. I see journalists on TV reading off their phone. I think it's so brave. Mm. So impressed. What if your mum starts? What if your mum starts calling while you're live on air? What, FaceTiming you. You, yeah. you know what I mean? What are you doing in that situation? I cannot. Okay, so... Um, 
I'm going to talk about a man called, I don't know how to say this. I think it's, well, it's Herb. His first name's Herb. Do you know anyone called Herb? It's a bit of a, no, can you imagine having a baby now? Herb. Please come to the hospital and meet baby Herb. Herb, right? It's Herb. It's so weird. Reg, you don't get many Reg's, do you? Or Bruce. A baby. There's no babies called Bruce. No. No, don't think so. No. Herb Bormeister. That sounds reasonable. Yeah, I think that I'm going to go with that. Um, He grew up in Indianapolis. Oh, I'm so glad I said that. Indianapolis. I thought I wasn't going to be able to say it. The other day I couldn't say numeracy. You just said it perfectly. I know, but I couldn't Mm. say it on TV. Right. It was a car crash. Um, He was the eldest child and... Of Herbert and oh, see, his dad's name was Herbert, so that's why he's Herb. It's handed down. How unfortunate! Unlucky. Yes, he didn't have like sprigs of parsley in his garden. No, he wasn't fond. He didn't marry someone called Rosemary. No, (laughs) no, did not. Um, He went to Indiana University in 1965, but he left after just one semester. For a time, he worked as a copy boy for the Indianapolis Star. And at the time, um, someone who worked there recalled him as being eager to please but eccentric. For one thing, he and a friend co-owned a second-hand hearse and they used to drive it around. And people would say, what's the deal with this guy? And other people would just say, well, that's just Herb being Herb. Mm. Do you think in 1965 – actually, I'll come back to that point. I'm going to come back to it. I can speak with authority because I was three years old then, so I can – you, know, you really tiny, remember tiny memes yeah. all across everything. <laughs> yeah. Do you think, and this could be controversial, in 1965 when someone was called eccentric, they were gay? Uh, well, it was still Didn't... illegal, I think, and I'm off the top of my head, I'm going to say 1967. It was illegal to be gay. Yes. And they would chemically castrate gay people. Oh. In those in, in England anyway, I'm not sure what America. Do you think law that's what they're the alluding to to describe uh, someone like that? I reckon that? so. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, they generally refer to them as a um, uh, um, what's the word when you don't get married? Uh, bachelor, confirmed uh, bachelor. They confirmed would say. bachelor. But eccentric could also f- cover it. Because when I and you you'll see later in this story why I thought that. But when I read it, I thought to myself, oh, I wonder if that was the way that people described someone who they believed to be gay. In 1965, I'm going to Google while you're doing that. Just when did it become illegal to um, legal to become gay? Yeah, to be gay. Um, Herb went back to Indiana. He went back to university in the fall of 1967, and there he met a woman called Julie, who was also a student there. She said he was fun, he was nice to be with, and he was good-looking. We both liked cars, and we were both young Republicans. They married in 1971 and bought a house together. They were very much in love. They did everything together. Hang on, sorry. I'm distracted. Um (laughs) It's still, you've made that obvious. Being yeah. gay is still illegal in over seventy countries. Yeah, that wouldn't shock me though. Yeah. How is that happening on this planet? But there are countries where people are still, um, like stoned to death, and publicly, stuff. Yeah. yeah, publicly tortured, like whipped, and that's abs- well, I, that's floored me. I'm not going to look up the rest. But it, it would be countries like um, Afghanistan. Yeah, yeah. Well, countries like. Yeah, who it would be? It would it would be those Middle Eastern countries. Middle Eastern, I definitely yeah. think. It yeah. stuns me. I know. I know. Okay. Um, they were young and in love, but Herb quickly became depressed. He was spiraling so much that his father, who was a doctor, admitted him uh, to a psychiatric hospital for over a month. He did come out of 
the hospital and Julie didn't dispute the decision for him to go in. Um, she knew that he was hurting and he needed help. Um, ex-colleagues of his had described him as well as a perfectionist and when things didn't go right Mm. that would kind of that would trigger him and they had they would say that he had unprovoked rages Mm -hmm. so on edge perfectionist you can kind of see how Mm -hmm. that yeah probably all linked um he left his job in 1985 and he went and worked at a thrift store working at the thrift store inspired him and he went off and borrowed $350,000 from his mother-in-law and he and Julie opened Savalots, Savalots. I'm not sure which one it is, but they were used clothing stores. Yes, yeah, good on them, right? Love it. They were so um, profitable that every year they would donate fifty thousand dollars to a charity for neglected children. Hmm. Right, it's a lot that of thrifting like, to donate um, yeah. that much money every year. Well, it sounds like savers that we have here. I think in that's Australia. what it is. Yeah, yeah, exactly okay. right. Like mega stores. Yeah, um, he was intelligent and socially conscious. Um, Though Herb was also domineering. So oddly, Savalot, I'm saying Sav because it's S-A-V-A-Lot. I'm just Savalot. Given what they do, would it say Savalot? Why is there no E though? Why is there no E? There's no E. Savalot. It's making me want to eat a hot dog right Let's just say Savalot. Okay. They noticed that he would shut up in your beige tracksuit. Okay, so um, Save-A-Lot employees yes. said that Herb would often disappear during the day oh. and sometimes he would be gone for hours at a time and the business began to fail. Are you feeling a red flag? Because you should. Yeah. So as Julie says, the long hours they put in at the stores, the pressures of parenting and later the financial strain led to a kind of burnout. Herb and her marriage also began to fail. And in 1991, they filed for divorce. But the couple soon reconciled. And in spite of their business problems, they bought Fox Hollow Farm. Mm. So this was like, we're going to get back together. We're going to move into a new place with more space. Yeah. Fox Hollow Farm mm-hmm. and we're going to have a fabulous life. So... Julie says they saw it as a kind of utopia where their children could rollerblade without having to worry about cars coming around the corner. Okay. It's all right. priorities. Yeah. Right. Children could rollerblade. Children can rollerblade. Like, are you setting yourself up for a fall if you're buying a place called Fox Hollow? Like it's clearly riddled with vermin. Wouldn't you – you don't want foxes running around. You there. don't. There's no. lots of foxes in my area. Are there? Yeah. Lots. They're really vicious. They're so vicious, but I want to touch them, but I will never. And they steal golf balls. So Kieran was chipping golf balls in the garden and he accused me of, why are you hiding my golf balls? I said, I haven't touched your stupid golf balls. Yeah. You look it up. You Google it on YouTube. They steal them. What do they do with them? Fox stealing golf balls. They just steal them. They take them Mm. and and make little piles of them. Okay. Okay. Now, what Julie didn't know was that Herb was – involved in the gay nightlife scene. Some people, when they come into a gay bar, act like they're afraid of being here, said one of the owners of these bars. He said that Herb didn't seem like he was uncomfortable at all. And you can imagine why at that time people would feel uncomfortable Mm. walking into a a bar like that. They'd Mm. feel nervous about being seen or spotted or what was, you know, a number of reasons. So in May 1993, uh, gay men began disappearing in the area. Ten would vanish in a little over two years. 
police scoured the gay bars, gay hangouts, all those places, and they couldn't find any reason or any lead as to why these men were disappearing. In the fall of 1994, a man told them he had a strange tryst during the summer with someone named Brian. They had gone to Brian's sprawling estate and at Brian's request had engaged in autoerotic asphyxia. I can't say that word. Asphyxia. Said it. That's it. Um, A sexual practice involving suffocation, often to the brink of death. Yes. Have we spoken about that before? No, we haven't. Why haven't we spoken about this before? It's so dangerous. Um, So it's the act of having sex while strangling someone. Yeah. But there are safe ways to do it, I understand. And then there are ways. I I feel like I've... risky. I think it's if you're... So risky. If you're with someone, it's probably safer. I think if you're on your own and there's been a couple of notable celebrity deaths where that's believed to be what's happened. If you're on your own, then there's problems because yes. if you do take yourself oh, too far. Oh, yes, there are. Yes, yeah. people have been found hanging in their garage. and Yes, then, or their closet. I think it was yes, da- it's David it's, Carradine, one of the Carradines. Because it's gone wrong. And Michael Hutchins, it was believed that that was what happened. Yes, yeah. yes. So in the fall of 1994, Herb's 13-year-old son was out playing in Fox Hollow Farm. He skipped along back to the house and he... What's it, why isn't he wearing rollerblades? I'm not sure. Wasn't that the yeah. He was not rollerblading in the driveway. He was frolicking in the backyard. Okay. And uh, he was done with his frolicking. He came back into the house and he brought along with him <laughs> a human skull. Oh. Mm. Brought it in, gave it to his mum. Right. Right. <laughs> Can't blame so, the foxes for that, I don't think. No. Yes. So Julie has said, of course, where did you find this? He says, I'll show you. Takes her out to the backyard and among the fallen leaves are skeleton. Just one? Just one. Okay. So that night, Julie has a conversation with her husband about where these bones have come from. And he said that they were from a medical school skeleton that he once owned um, and was actually owned by his father. And what they were doing in the backyard, he couldn't say. But days later, Julie noticed that they were gone and she assumed they had been carried off by an animal. She called Herb. Yes, <laughs> correct, correct. Right. She quickly forgot about the episode and says, it wasn't like I was sitting at home with nothing else to think about. Yeah, no, I get that. Like, you do forget important things. But well, I wonder... But I suppose body in the garden. I feel That's like... big. Okay, even in my wedding marriage bliss, <laughs> if Barry happens to drag in a human skull from the backyard... Yeah. Firstly, yeah. that would be very impressive. Right? Barry's Barry is five kilos. <laughs> yeah. So just say... He found some courage. He's also scared of everything. And he did that. And Nico was like, oh, that was my dad's medical skeleton. I may have questions. Yeah, Mm. yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, I may have questions. So uh, in 1995, Brian was again spotted. Brian Mm -hmm. was spotted. And he was spotted by this person that had had that sexual experience with him. And he took down his number plate. Ah. Smart. Uh-huh. He went to police and said, I've seen Brian again. Here's his number plate. Police look it up and they go to 
Fox Her, Hollow. Yes, right, gotcha. correct. Mm-hmm. So the day after police began searching his property, Herb disappeared. Everyone's looking for him. They can't find him. He's gone. Um, in their searches, police find the bodies of seven people. Right. Four have been identified. Roger Allen Goodlett, who was 33, Stephen Hale, who was 26, Richard Hamilton, who was 20, and Manuel Resendez, 31. All went to gay bars and they went to the same gay bars they worked out that Herb had mm-hmm. gone to. And all of them went missing on days where Herb had gone missing. Right. So where he'd been away from the store yeah, gotcha. or where his kids or his wife had been away, it all linked up. So eight days after they found these bodies, yeah. Herb's missing. Eight days after he's missing, campers discover a body uh, in a in parkland in an Ontario's Pinery Provincial Park. It was Herb. He'd shot himself in the head oh. with a magnum. He left behind a rambling three-page suicide note apologising for his family's financial woes because the, his businesses were almost bankrupt, mm-hmm. but not mentioning his hideous crimes he is thought to have now committed. Didn't say anything about them at all. His widow was truly stunned. Well, I suppose there's no proof that he did, mm, did it. it. Well, except for the fact that they they were all found on his property and she didn't do it. Yeah, but someone else could have put them there. What year was it in? Can they, I suppose they'd be 94 no, or 95? Yeah. Well, there'd be a bit of forensics, but they still couldn't link mm. them to him. No. Unless they, even if they had CCTV of him leaving one of the venues with mm. one of the victims, yeah. that's still no proof that yeah. he yeah. killed them. So yeah. it was never pinned on him. Never pinned on him. Wow. I know, right? I also need to credit People Magazine, which wrote a huge article on him, and I got a lot of information from there. Isn't that interesting? Wow. Hmm. Herb. Mm. Herb, Herb, Herb. Herb. Mm. Mm. Uh, I have got – well, I was watching um, Who Do You Think You Are the other day. I can't remember the woman's Who Do You Think You Are? What show is that? It's the one where they go into people's family history, so they get a celebrity and they trace it. Yes, yes, yes. It was an English one. Yeah. Can't remember that. She was fantastic. She was in a wheelchair as a young girl. She had some sort of a condition, disease, whatever, and it caused her body to not grow. I've forgotten what her name is. Ruth. Okay. Ruth someone. Anyway, that's irrelevant. But in one of her strains of history, family history, um, there was someone who committed a crime and they were hung, drawn, and quartered. And I thought, I've heard that expression, hung, mm. drawn, and quartered. I feel like it's a pirate thing. It's not at all. And I, what actually is it? Is it chopping up? Well, what's the drawn part? I, I don't. I didn't know the drawn part. Quartered mm. was what made me feel like. Because when you ask for a chicken, you can ask for it to be quartered. And if you were going to quarter, <laughs> yes. If you were going to quarter, always got a leg piece. Yeah, right. Yeah. You're like, yeah, can I get a chicken and cut it up into quarters, please? I'd like to cut into eight if they are going to cut eight? it. Eight? If you were going well, – I'm sure we did this in one of our early episodes because the body had been cut into ten pieces or something. We yeah, were, we're trying to with. work it out. Yeah, but yeah, if yeah, you were yeah. going to do sketch four. one and try to yeah, cut it into ten yeah, pieces. Yes. So do do quartered. Where would you cut? This is where I was – my mind was – and I was watching the lady and she was lovely, but my mind was Head? going, what are the four pieces? Oh, yeah, got it. Head? Yep. Off at the neck? Yep. And then – yeah, yeah. And then – Armpit to armpit, yeah, straight across there, yeah, and then breastbone, yeah, that's to good. genital, 
Yeah, that's four pieces. And then take a leg each one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's four. See how quickly I've done that? Land. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chanel actually chopped herself as she was doing it. <laughs> She's a karate yeah. chop. Yeah. Well, let's see what we can find out. Uh, okay. the, and, and I must credit Wikipedia um, because most of it came from them. So, in England, the first ever recorded case of someone being hung, drawn and quartered was when King Henry III, and it always makes me laugh because that's rhyming slang for turd. King Henry III. Oh, I've just done a King Henry III. King Henry III. See, it's hard (laughs) not to say. King Henry III. Uh, He was on the throne. Again, another toilet toilet thing. Uh, Not the throne. My mum and dad call it the throne. I know. We need to talk about Prince Philip after this. Okay. Mm. We Mm. can do that. I had feelings. Okay. Okay. Um, King Henry III was on the throne. This is in the 1200s, and there was a traitor. So it was the greatest crime was to (laughs) do something against the king. And honestly, the number of things that could be classified as traitorous would be, you know, you looked at the king's wife in the wrong way. Right. Off with his head, hung hung, draw and quarter him. Okay. Um, So the convicted traitor would be tied to a wooden panel. While they were still alive. Oh, no. And then a horse would drag the panel to where the prisoner was going to be executed. So that's the drawn part. They're drawn along the ground. Oh. They're not hung yet. It's all in the wrong order. It should be drawn, hung and quartered. But anyway, that's... Is it a long trip? I imagine it's different in all the different circumstances. <laughs> oh, okay. And sometimes oh. they would actually tie the prisoner onto the back of a horse, but usually they would put them onto a piece of wood and drag them. And so it feels like it, that could be fun, but I don't... Yes. Mm. I, that's what okay. I thought. I'm seeing a sled kind of situation. Yes. Yeah. What is unkind about it? Well, Have you Googled it? You're terrified because you're going to you get You are dead. terrified because yeah. you're about to die. Of it's course, horrible. I feel like that would take away from... The fun. The entertainment fun value of the situation. Yes. Um so the uh, the prisoner was then hanged almost to the point of death. Sometimes if they got it wrong, uh, they would actually die. They were emasculated. What do we think that is, children? Uh, they chop off your, your parts. Your bit ghoulies gone. Yeah. Uh, disemboweled. What if you're a woman? Well, I'll get to that, okay. Chanel. Thank okay. you. Yeah, uh, they disemboweled them. So they cut the guts open, pulled the guts out. They beheaded them. And then they quartered them. And I will come later as to how they actually did the quartering, but chopped them into four pieces. And oh, then. Oh, okay. So it's not. It sticks. Oh, right. Oh, it it's was not different like all a times. flat yeah, sometimes, piece. Yeah. But I was thinking a solid piece of MDF, and that wouldn't have existed back then. Didn't no. have it back then. No. Yeah, so. Uh, or a bit of ply or something, but yeah, no. Yeah, no. It's. They would make like a framework out of wicker sometimes. They're all different ones. But either way, look, it would be fun in other circumstances, like when you're um, on those holiday sailing ships where people go on the net on the side of it. kind of being... Yeah, sometimes they would just drag them along. Straight on the ground. ground. Yeah, just ropes around the wrist and drag you along. Mm. That's not a good time. That's not fun either because your heels would wear out. So once they'd done all the chopping and the disemboweling and the quartering and the cutting the, the penis off, they would then display the remains all across the country mm. and places like London Bridge and that was meant to be a warning to others because as you came into London from the south you would see the London Bridge there and in 1566 a man named Joseph Justus Scaliger wrote that in London there were many heads on the bridge I have seen there as if they were masts of ships at the top of them quarters of men's corpses and there was another man who wrote that um, as he came into London up on the bridge were the heads of 30 gentlemen. Oh. So it's quite gross, isn't it? Just 
ugh, I feel like they it. have this on Game of Thrones. Yes. I was thinking that. I was getting some there's Game of heads. Thrones vibes. Yes. There's heads. I won't say who because I don't know if people are still watching it, but there are heads. Mm. So they would do that kind of shit to people. But then, so you asked about women. Yes. For reasons of public decency, so oh. they treated women quite differently, women were burned at the stake instead, oh. which is so much nicer. Right. Okay. What would um, you prefer? Oh. Mm. There's a coy of them that they didn't want people to see the, the ladies' bits. rude parts, mm. and yet they were happy to burn it. Are you it, saying, would you rather be um, yeah, burned? burned at the stake mm. or hung, drawn, and quartered? Hung, drawn, and quartered. I'm going hung. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Hung, drawn, and quartered. Yeah. I, I couldn't deal. Because, or. I was about to be like, how graphic can I be? The podcast called Dead Bodies. So, yeah, okay. no, you can so just go, go for it. For it I, I feel like when you are burned alive, you smell yourself yes. burning before you die. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. You actually smell your, and you can see your flesh coming off before you actually oh. die. So, I think you want to be hung. Wow. Yeah. Uh, there's a few other notable cases. We're still back in the 1200s. There was a man called Matthew Paris. Um, described as a man of some education. He tried to kill King Henry III. So he was ordered to be dragged asunder, then beheaded, and his body divided into three parts. Each part was then dragged through one of the principal cities in England. Oh. And it, it was afterwards... Head straight down the middle. Mm. Yeah, maybe. With yeah. an arm and a leg on either side of the yeah, torso. Yeah, three pieces. Yeah, it's got to be three. He was hung on a gibbet. Let me know how many pieces do you want me to do next. Eight, nine. We're getting to it. (laughs) Uh, I'm skipping a bit of it because there's a lot of repetitive, you know, rinse, repeat. Yeah, yeah. It's wash, rinse, repeat, all the same. Uh, Disemboweling, entrails burned. Sometimes they burned bits, sometimes they quartered them. Mm. But most cases they took it off and sent it around the city. Now, there was a Welsh prince by the name of Dafford Ab Grufid, and he became the first nobleman in England to be hung, hanged, drawn, and caught. Is it hung or hanged? I don't know. I think it's hanged. I think it has to be hanged. Hanged. Um, I think the, it is hanged. His right arm with a ring on the finger was put on display in York. Mm. The left arm in Bristol. Imagine being the person who was given the job. Here, take this arm to Bristol arm. and pop it up in the town square. So... Uh, yeah, that was one arm, the left arm in Bristol, the right leg and hip at Northampton and the left leg at Hereford. So I think you're right. Mm. There's, a, yeah. there's a chunk. There's like a chicken Maryland yeah. of body. You can never eat chicken Maryland again. His mm. head, Dafford's head was bound with iron oh. lest it should fall to pieces from putrefaction and it was set upon a long spear shaft for the mockery of London, so that oh. everyone could go and make fun of it. Oh, right, okay. But they put it in a metal cage kind of thing so that, you know, if it started falling to pieces, there was still enough of his head there that they could make fun of it. Right. It's lovely times, isn't it? Mm. Um, same thing happened in 1305 to a Scottish knight. The crowd, so people would gather in huge crowds to watch this happening. And to make it worse, they would hurl abuse at them, they would throw mm. rotten food and waste I hate to think what that might be. Uh, They would whip them as they were being dragged to the scene of the thing. Uh, There was a priest, Thomas Pilchard. I love it when they have names of things, little fish. Uh, He was reportedly barely alive by the time he reached the gallows. Edward Stafford, the third Duke of Buckingham, was executed in 1521 for treason. And here's the sentence dished out. I just love the old language. He was to be laid on a hurdle. So that might be that sort of wicker kind of yes, yes. arrangement you yes. looked up 
and so drawn to the place of execution and there to be hanged, cut down alive, your members to be cut off. Oh, Oh, dangly bits. Yep. Uh, And cast in the fire, your bowels burnt before you, your head smitten off and your body quartered and divided, divided at the king's will. And God have mercy on your soul. Oh. That's so cute that they gave them a little blessing when they had sentenced them to On the way that. out. Oh, my Lord. So they would read the order of death. They would ask the crowd to move back and then the convict would be allowed to speak. And usually they would admit their guilt. And I think that was partly done for their family's sake. So somehow mm. that would then give the family an easier run after they were gone. But a few of the uh, convicts got a bit mouthy on the gallows mm. and would you know, wrap it on and give yeah, a bit yeah. of a speech, political speech and that sort of stuff. There was a Catholic priest named William Dean. And his address to the crowd was considered so inappropriate that he was gagged almost to the point oh. where he suffocated. Sometimes they would drag prisoners out and make them watch other ones being executed. Right. Um, they were stripped to the shirt with their arms bound in front of them and prisoners were then hanged for a short period, either from a ladder or a cart. Um, so, yeah, they would suspend them up in midair and then make them watch the other ones being murdered. Um, so sometimes they accidentally killed them prematurely doing that. There was a Major General Thomas Harrison. He was hanged for several minutes and then cut open in 1660. Oh. But he's, he apparently, and I wonder whether with this is, you know, sometimes there's reactions from bodies after yes, they're dead. Yes, of course. Whether he was dead or alive, I don't know. But he apparently leaned across toward the executioner. Oh. So someone grabbed a thing and lopped his head off at that and threw his entrails in the fire. The executioners were often quite inexperienced people. They were just workers. They would grab them up from the mine. So they really didn't know what they were doing. Mm. And there was one in 1584, Richard White was being executed and his executioner was trying to disembowel him. But instead of like cutting the guts open, he made just a small hole and was like trying to pull the intestines out like tiny like and then realised that he was making an absolute balls up of it. So he then got a butcher's axe and he started chopping the chest open. Apparently the whole scene was just a mess. Yeah, I don't think it's a Swift as we think. No. 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 Um, Guy Fawkes, who you will have heard about, uh, Guy Fawkes Knight, um, he was involved in that big gunpowder plot and, you know, people do fireworks because of them. He apparently jumped from the gallows and broke his neck before they were able to actually execute him. So there are, in answer to your earlier question, Chanel, Mm. there are no actual records to show exactly how the corpse was quartered, but there are drawings, as you've seen there. Yes. Um, When Sir Thomas Armstrong was hung, drawn and quartered in 1684, so that drawing shows vertical cuts through the spine. Yes. Well, hang on. Through the spine would be sideways. They're not going to. Oh, hang on. No, no spine. Lengthwise. Yeah. How do you yeah. cut the spine God, lengthwise? That would be hard or bone. You just go along next to it. They're not going to be that precise. Maybe like right? you do with a chicken. Yeah. yeah. Follow the line. Mm. And then removing the legs at the hip. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. two parts there. Uh, head. And maybe the upper torso body. Torso and as arms. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a diarist, which is like, a, I guess, an early reporter, a guy called John Evelyn, he said that when he saw the quarters mangled, cut, and reeking hmm. as they were brought from the gallows, he said they were typically parboiled. So they would cook them a little bit. What the hell? And they would put salt and cumin seed into the boiling. Yeah, the salt would prevent putrefaction. And the cumin seed apparently prevented birds from pecking at the flesh so that they could do their little display thing after that. Nice. It's a little bit curried. Maybe that's where curries came from. Wrong country. Uh, William Staley was the very last person whose head was put on London Bridge in 1678. 
and his quarters were given to his relatives who arranged a funeral for them, which made the coroner really angry because he didn't want the remains being given a respectful burial. So Mm -hmm. he ordered the body to be dug up and set up on the city gates. Oliver Plunkett, the Archbishop of, of Archbishop of Arch, I can't say it, Archbishop of Armour, <laughs> he was hanged, drawn, and quartered at Tyburn in 1681. His head is still on display at St Peter's Church in Drogheda. I don't know where mm-hmm. that is. Sounds like something out of your Game of Thrones, which I've never yeah. seen. Yeah. Um, I'm going to come to, let me see, 1803, Edward Despard and six people who were convicted at the same time he was. They were sentenced to death and in that particular case, thousands of people came to watch. Mm. Now, I'll just pick the interesting bits out of what happened there um, from the report. The cap was drawn over their eyes, tied under the left ear. The signal was given. The platform dropped. The colonel, so this was Colonel Edward Despard, he appeared to suffer very little, nor, neither did the others struggle much. One of them, though, was profane the whole time. So he's yelling out swear You're words swearing. and stuff. Fuck you, don't <laughs> fucking me, you fucking assholes. Fair. Fair, I'd swear. <laughs> yeah, fucking definitely. Can't stand dear, yeah. you fucking dude. Yeah. Did they have that word back then? I don't know. <laughs> when was that word invented? Um, I don't know. Googling. I always was under the belief that it was came from a legal term. Oh, no, fuck. Fuck what? apparently is forced unlawful carnal knowledge. I'm sure we've done this before. You really? commit fuck, but maybe that's just urban legend. Mm. Um, Wood, one of the soldiers in this hanging, died very hard. Apparently the executioners mm. went under him and were pulling him by the feet. Mm. Several drops of blood fell from the fingers of one of the other ones, McNamara and Wood, during the time they were suspended. After hanging for 37 minutes, the colonel's body was cut down at half an hour past nine o'clock and being stripped of his coat and waistcoat, it was laid upon sawdust with the head reclined upon a block. A surgeon then, in attempting to sever the head from the body by a common dissecting knife, missed the particular joint aimed at... When he kept haggling it till the executioner was obliged to take the head between his hands and twist it several Mm. times around when it was with difficulty severed from the body, which is like when one of us attempts to like debone, you know, to pull the chicken apart, you know, you can't get the leg to come off. Yeah, so you try to twist it around. That's what they did there. Oh, with the head. Yep. Nasty. I'm still Um, looking up when the word was invented. Cunt. You're going to get porn sites. No, I'm not. I'm not. What's come up so far? That it was originally spelt with a K. Was it? Mm. Yeah. I wonder why. I've got a friend who hates her ex-husband so much, she calls him cunt with a K. See? And puts it in emails and stuff. Um... (gasps) 1820, the beheading was done by a surgeon. But, okay, so this is where things... Oh, actually, no, it was slightly earlier. This is in the early 1800s. There was one execution where they did it all and they roped this um, guy to do, in to do the beheading. He didn't know what he was doing. He was a minor. He wasn't an executioner. And he failed and he was trying to behead and he made a mess of it. And apparently the crowd were absolutely horrified. They were just like reeling back in horror and people were being Ooh. sick. And the same thing happened a, couple, a few years later in 19. Uh, sorry, 1820, the beheading was being done by a surgeon, but um, people were just becoming really angry and horrified by it by this stage. So they started doing them behind prison walls. So the very last time that somebody was hung, drawn and quartered was in 1839, which is a bit more recent than I was thinking. Yeah. Because, and I'll just sort of... 13th uh, century. 
Yeah, it's going way back. It goes way back. But it reached a point where (laughs) human beings had become a little bit more civilised by the 1800s. And so the whole spectacle of it and just the the horrific nature of the punishment Mm. was so upsetting to the people who were coming and watching it. It was more upsetting for the people Mm. than it was a punishment for the and a deterrent. Oh, right. Well, I was thinking when you were talking about this before. Think about all the people that went and witnessed this, did it, had to do all these awful things, and yeah, the mental health problems must have been through the roof oh, without yeah. them ever knowing really what mental health problems were. I don't think they were very finely attuned to yeah. it. And look, people did change. So back in the twelve hundreds, everything was a bit more rough and ready, and it was like, yeah, mm. get him to the gallows, chop slash whatever. Yeah. Whereas by the eighteen hundreds, people were a bit more sophisticated, and uh, yes, so it was upsetting people more than it was being yes. a deterrent and stopping them from. Mm. Crimes, so beheading. So they stopped doing hung, drawn, and quarters back then, and then beheading. And this surprised the living daylights out of me. Was abolished in 1973. So up until 1973, in England, you could behead someone. What? But were they actually beheading people? I don't think they were doing it. Probably not. You just could. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. There. I love it. So there you are. We're back. Dead bodies. Wait. No, I'm not done. Why are you signing off? Because. I, I need to talk about Prince Philip. Sign yes. it off then. Oh. See you next time. No, I'll do it now. No. Yeah, do it now. No. <laughs> See ya. Of the next one. Yeah. Okay, Dee Dee okay. says she has no time to hear my Prince Philip story, <laughs> so we'll talk about it next episode. See ya. <laughs> Dead Bodies is created by Dee Dee Dunleavy and Chanel Vella and produced by Kirsten Lim Howe. Contact us at deadbodiespodcast at gmail.com.